Good morning and welcome to another show here at Third Country Radio on BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. Uh, we hope that wherever you are, you're having a wonderful morning here. It is uh, basically uh, only a few days away from Christmas. So we are very busy getting hurriedly prepared <laughs> for what will be a rather um, uh, busy few days for Katie and I here in Northeast Ohio. Uh, happy to say that uh, we got some snow. Uh, of course, all of the snow is forecast to be gone by <laughs> by the 25th. So we are uh, sadly not going to have a white Christmas, but we are going to have a very pleasant one and, uh, and, and one that we're looking forward to sharing with uh, family, friends, with loved ones. And uh, we hope that uh, whatever you're doing over the next week, that uh, you enjoy the same. But uh, we thought we might uh, continue our theme from last week. Uh, last week we were playing uh, Christmas music that might sometimes go under the radar. And this time we thought we'd go with uh, some music which is quite popular around this time of year, but uh, might not be uh, the usual Mariah Carey, Wham, uh, <laughs> Live Aid... <laughs> Uh, playlist that you're you're normally familiar with. So we have a lot of uh, really great classical pieces coming up, as well as uh, some uh, old standards, some 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 very very old uh, Christmas music that uh, really appeals to us. And uh, we kick things off there with a, a piece uh, performed by the Berlin Symphony Orchestra. Uh, it was, of course, uh, a section of Tchaikovsky's The Nutcracker, uh, which is a very, very popular um, uh, sort of show um, uh, uh, that is basically, uh, I, I don't know what to say. It, it's, it's kind of like the, the epitome of, of, of Christmas in one in one event you know you have this wonderful music you have dance you have you have life and energy and and you have um childlike imagination yeah exactly and i remember being very young and going to see my first production and just being completely enchanted by it um mm. i am i am not a dancer i tried when i was young and it is it is not for lack of trying but i just for whatever reason i am not somebody who is gifted with coordination, but uh, I do appreciate watching dance uh, quite a lot, and I haven't really seen a ton of dance outside of Nutcracker, I must admit, but it's always a wonderful seasonal favorite. It's a, a beautiful ballet, and it's uh, I think one of the reasons that it's my personal favorite is because you do have many different uh, you know kind of styles of music, you have wonderful costumes, you have a story that's fairly easy to follow, mm. and there's there's something you know like you said quite quite joyous about it you know you you can watch it and you're once again you know kind of a child watching this this production go on and uh you know kind of wishing that you too could have a wonderful dream about going to the land of, of sweets and delights and and you know presiding over a, a grand and elegant ball i recall we were gifted tickets to uh to see uh the Nutcracker uh, several years ago, and I was somewhat unfamiliar with uh, with the sh with the you know the the performance uh, before going. Uh, but uh, I I just remember being uh, just like you say, like just brought back to a place of childlike wonder as 
uh, these performers, dancers uh, of all ages uh, just gave a, a, a wonderful performance, expressed uh, this, uh, this, this delightful story. Uh, and uh, Tchaikovsky's music, of course, like you said, it, it, it has so many uh, movements and so many uh, twists and turns. It, it, it explores um, different styles as well uh, within the framework of that, you know, that, that classical, um, you know, classical genre. Uh, so uh, I am looking forward to actually playing a little, a little bit more uh the today this morning uh on uh, on our show this week uh, but uh, we're also going to be uh, including uh works uh by katrina o'leary uh we're going to be playing uh some bach and uh and just uh, and coming up next a a section of uh music that is perhaps um i guess less well known but but no no less uh, wondrous uh, for it, and uh, this was actually from uh, from a record that um, you obtained, Kitty, uh, while you were in London. Yeah, many many years ago, uh, I went on a trip that was sponsored by a company that uh, came to your school and was basically like, "Hey, do you want to go to Europe this year? We can make that happen." <laughs> um, and one of the stops was actually London. It was the it was the last city that we went to because we started mm. in Greece and kind of worked our way. It was Greece, Italy, France, and England, so we kind of worked our way from southern into northern Europe. And uh, I think, if I recall correctly, I think our arrival in London, like our first full day in London, was actually on 4th of July. Oh, wow. Uh, which was very interesting, and people were very uh, having a wonderful time, you know, kind of being very <laughs> amused by these American high school students running around. Um, and I think it was there. I was in uh, the, cathedral, the Cathedral of St. Paul's. And it's a beautiful building, you know, beautiful uh, church and, you know, with a ton of history. And they had a little gift shop as every, you know, tourist attraction in any city anywhere does. And I believe it was there that when I purchased the CD, I just, as a matter of course, said, you know, you know, thanks, happy fourth. And, uh, and the young person behind the counter kind of blinked, you know, like this college student kind of blinks and looks at me and goes, uh, happy fourth and happy fifth as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought the CD in in like July, and then realized, oh no, it's a Christmas CD. And for whatever reason, I, I set it aside. And I kind of meant to listen to it, and then I just never did. So uh, fortunately, we had that in my collection still. I didn't want to get rid of it because yeah. it, it's, it's actually labeled a souvenir of St. Paul's. Mm. And so I just held on to it, and fortunately, you know, we had it on hand for this particular show. Yeah. So uh, we're going to play a uh, piece from that uh, record right now. Uh, the album is called An Elizabethan Chorus, and it is performed by St. Paul's Cathedral Choir. Uh, what you're going to hear right now is a mixture of uh, reading and music uh, celebrating the uh, Christmas story. There were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord stood hard by them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, that shall be to all people. 
For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, which is Christ the Lord. BFF.FM strengthens communities across our region by sharing superb music with everyone. Music to connect people with each other and the community they're part of. Carefully curated programs on BFF.FM enrich and engage with music you know and surprise you with music new to your years. Music on BFF.FM just makes any day better. Your donation to BFF.FM is an investment in the power of music to uplift, to connect all of us together. Please take a moment now to invest in the power of music at BFF.FM.
some truly beautiful music there for the Christmas season. You are listening to Third Country Radio here on BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. And that section was uh, Christmas Music and Reading. That was by the St. Paul's Cathedral Choir. And that section of music was actually made up of several different songs and verses. So the songs included Gloria and Excelsis Deo, and From Virgin's Womb This Day Did Come, and This Day Christ Was Born. So some music from Elizabethan times to celebrate the season. And as always, English choirs are, are always just a, an absolute joy to listen to. I don't know what it is. The, this, the sound that they get is, is absolutely beautiful. And I'm very excited that we were able to bring some of that to our listeners today. And especially the sound uh, that they can create just in the cathedral there. You know, uh, St. Paul's Cathedral is, of course, a a, a, a famous uh, location uh, and is uh, it, it's one of those places that I sadly have, have not had the luxury or, or the or the um, the privilege of, of, of going to see but uh, I uh, I'm always just struck by how such a place is constructed to allow for those acoustics there to allow for that 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 just overwhelming sound coming uh, from a relatively small number of people given the size of the place it, it really does just sound like a choir of angels filling the the air around you it really really does um, it's just I always marvel at you know how architects are able to create you know buildings that have such good acoustics mm. like how do you know exactly how do you figure that out how do you create a building that allows for that kind of echo without it being too much you know that that allows sound to travel very well so that you know people don't have to strain they don't have to shout or anything to be heard or you know overstrain when they're singing in order mm. for the sound to carry um also a little fun fact about uh i, I believe it's saint paul's cathedral or i could be wrong um let me look here Sorry, I'm, I'm reading something very briefly. Um, uh, okay, it was not... He was the designer of St. Paul's. Okay. Um, but this did not happen at St. Paul's. Um, this was, I guess, the, the Windsor Guildhall. Um, it says, The building was completed by Sir Christopher Wren in 1690. On close inspection, you will notice that the central columns do not touch the ceiling, and tradition has it that the councillors of the time, against Wren's wishes, insisted on the columns in the interest of safety. Wren, not to be outdone, left the columns an inch short of the ceiling. <laughs> so, designed by you know a, a genius architect, but also somebody who uh, did not suffer fools gladly and was ready to prove that you know his designs were were not unsafe they you know whatever he was thinking could be done so i just i just love that story <laughs> you know christopher wren is a a fascinating figure just simply you know uh, someone who is uh regarded uh, for his for his architectural expertise uh you know following uh, the the great fire of, of 1666 in London um, being responsible for the construction of so many churches in the city of London uh, including of course St. Paul's Cathedral and um, yeah like that that is that is also it, it feels like a very kind of like British response to uh, to to that kind of like insult 
to his expertise. <laughs> he did not he did not shout or yell or 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 raise a fuss. He simply made the columns one inch too short. <laughs> um, well, I think um, we're gonna go now from um, uh, a, a a beautiful example of uh, of of English. Um, Church choirs are performing uh, wonderful Elizabethan works to um, uh, not too far of a jump but across the Irish Sea and uh, a, a collection of songs that comes that come from an album that uh, we've we've played from before and um, that uh, we both uh, very much love to listen to, especially at this time of year, and it is that is of course uh, the Wexford Carols by uh, Katrina O'Leary. Yes, uh, the Wexford Carol is a collection of uh, traditional Irish carols, and just with wonderful arrangements. It's just a it's a beautiful album. I highly recommend if if you uh, enjoy Christmas music. It is fine if you don't. I understand, but if you do, and if you kind of prefer you know classical or um, I, I hesitate to say medieval because the arrangements here are not medieval. Uh, but if you prefer Christmas music that is not done in the style of pop, if you're more of a classical type uh, type fan, you will definitely appreciate this album. Mm, absolutely. Uh, so we have a, a few tracks coming here now uh, from the Wexford Carols, uh, performed performed by Katrina O'Leary and uh, some of uh, some of her associates. Um, what is uh, what's the first uh, song coming up here next? The first song coming up is called Tell Shepherds. Tell shepherds and did your flock stray Or where have you been this long night? Strange visions walk me before the day I thought it unusually bright, especially over yonder's door, where my hopes and my eyes I do keep. I hastened to see for my all its door. Yeah. 
Good. 
Come boldly on and made no stay until they came where Jesus lay. And when they came unto that place and looked with love on Jesus' face, in faith they humbly knelt to greet with gifts of gold and incense sweet. Come let us then our tribute pay to our good God as well we may for all his grace and mercy shown version of that song uh, last week and uh, wanted to play another one this week because uh, it is a gorgeous rendition of uh, the Wexford Carol or the Enniscorthy Christmas Carol as it is uh, titled here. That was of course Katrina O'Leary with the help of her good friends Rhiannon Giddens, Roseanne Cash and uh, the uh, legendary Tom Jones. Uh, Before that, you heard Katrina singing solo The Darkest Midnight in December, and uh, we kicked off that trio with her rendition of Tell Shepherds. You're listening to uh, Third Country Radio on BFF.fm, Best Frequencies Forever, where we are enjoying a classical Christmas here this week, uh, including uh, some old, very old standards. sort of uh, we have a number of hymns and carols from um, times past but certainly times uh, immemorial really as well and uh, a number of uh, beautiful classical pieces that capture the spirit of the season whether that be the chill in the air or the sense of fun and excitement that comes from uh, children of, of all ages at this time of year yeah some really wonderful music and like you said really timeless music and music that very much you know puts you kind of in the spirit of the season at least it does for me Mm. um i i've kind of like waxed and waned on christmas music uh and when i say that i mean kind of like you know the pop stuff i think uh you can only work retail for so long um and i no longer work retail but the times that I did, you know, the, the holiday season can sometimes be a very stressful time for everyone, retail workers and shoppers alike. And so I think at a certain point, I kind of soured, for better or worse, on a lot of the stuff that you hear on, you know, mainstream radio. Uh, the not, not, to, uh, not to knock the fine Mariah Carey. She's a very talented singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I could live the rest of my life without hearing that song, <laughs> and I think it'd be totally fine. Uh, same with Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. There's a whole list of songs that 
that are not, you know, they're not offensive. They're not especially grating, but mm -hmm. you hear them enough times that you're just, you, you wish you could take kind of a year off from them. And so uh, for me, that has meant uh, making, I have two Spotify playlists. One is called A Christmas Cacophony, which is a lot of songs, um, <laughs> a lot of rock songs, really, like mm. rock interpretations of various Christmas songs, including a fantastic rendition of All I Want for Christmas is You by My Chemical Romance, <laughs> uh, which is a lot of fun. Uh, but I also made a Spotify playlist called Christes Mace, mm. uh, which is all um, music that is Renaissance or medieval. Mm. Uh, and that one I actually tried to uh, to actually curate. So if you wanted a like three and a half hour long Christmas program, you could in theory do it. <laughs> if you needed a, if you need a break basically from uh, listening to the same sort of 10 to 15 songs uh, over and over again uh, this month or especially this coming weekend uh, definitely uh, you know to take it from us that there is a wealth of Christmas music out there all you have to do is take control of the family's radio uh, Spotify you know Apple music Bandcamp, whatever they're using to to pump music through the house this yeah. weekend, just you know, take control, change the passwords. You're, you're doing it. You're, you're, <laughs> it's just, you're not just doing it for yourself. You're doing it for them, and uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, play play more music like this. You you can you could play our show. That's what it's here for. Yeah, you can play our show. Uh, and I, I did check that the the Christmas. Uh, mm playlist that i made is now up to five hours and nine minutes <laughs> so I, I will keep adding to it every year i post about it on the medieval music uh, subreddit and every year it gets like two upvotes so there you go uh if you like we could you know, we maybe we should include it in the show notes this week maybe for, yeah. for anybody who wants to check it out you can you can give that a listen um, but we, we are going to go back now uh, to Tchaikovsky and to The Nutcracker, actually, uh, for uh, our next uh, couple of pieces, uh, including uh, a section that uh, you really wanted uh, included here. This is the, the uh, divertissement, including uh, the various... Um, dances of, of the various um, nations, you could say. Yeah, nations. I know they're they're kind of represented as uh, because when uh, Clara goes to goes with the Nutcracker to the land of sweets, it's supposed to kind of be like the various products. Uh, I say products because uh, you know, like tea is included, coffee is included. Neither of those are are sweets. They are mm. not things that uh, kids. Well, kids can drink tea, but mm. you know, no, I don't think a lot of kids drink coffee. Um, but uh, but that, that section always fascinated me because, you know, obviously Tchaikovsky being a, a Russian composer, mm. having to compose music that was, you know, that evoked the various regions that, uh, that the dances were supposed to be coming from. Uh, there's been a lot of debate in modern times about, you know, like how those, those various cultures are portrayed and, and, and rightly so. Um, especially, you know, a lot of talk about, you know, like how, how are we portraying, you know, people from China when we, you know, have them kind of wear goofy stereotypical costumes and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, but it's been kind of interesting. I've read that there have been a lot of uh, dance companies that have decided to go in a different direction mm. and incorporate um, 
you know, like basically actual Chinese symbolism. They keep the music the same, mm. um, but they do, you know, like different uh, different choreography and mm. you know different costuming and stuff like that to to be a little bit more respectful of the regions and to allow them to showcase their culture within this this broader you know Christmas celebration. And I I think that would be cool to see personally. I agree, uh, and I find that fascinating. That uh, you know, I think we've we've spoken about this before. That sometimes. Uh, we can be a little too precious with you know, great works of art, um, great works of music that, like the Nutcracker, like the work of Tchaikovsky, have attained a certain status, um, at least in the West. You know, for you know, as 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 a as a as a, as a corner piece or as a, as a as a as a as an important um, uh, element of of uh musical development or simply musical history so uh, i i always appreciate knowing that there are companies that are taking um elements like this which you know look through a modern lens certainly are a lot more problematic uh, and uh, rather than shying away from that are examining like you know what what are the elements of this that what are the elements of this that 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 need to be updated that need to be developed um so that way we can continue to express what was at the core of this but in a way that is a lot more respectful and a lot more representative of 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 the people or places that it is trying to portray yeah i read an article and i i wish i mean i can't find it now uh the i always say tears and rain when it comes to internet content because you find it and you read it and you you know you think oh wow this is really cool and then you know you can't remember the author you can't remember the title it it disappears into you know a constant floodgate a constant fire hose of content uh, but it was an interesting you know conversation about how at the time the nutcracker was written that you know it was it was a time where where europe was you know doing a lot of a lot of colonizing a lot of running around and establishing you know themselves in, in various parts of the world and so the nutcracker in some ways at that time was kind of i don't think the intent was you know haha look at us taking over you know countries all around the world but there you know there was a little element of like you know oh look at these look at these exotic new things that are coming in from around the world and you can you know, and and you can read that in a certain way of like, yes, well, how did they get here? Hmm. Um, so I I'm very glad to know that it, this wasn't a case, fortunately, uh, where you had a you know a work of art where you're looking at it and you're going really you know there's really no way that we can square this with you know a modern you know understanding of of the harms that this has done. Hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it would have been very easy to say, you know what, we're just not going to do it. Like, we're, we're not going to do this this ballet. We're not going to do this production. But because it is so beloved, and, and clearly not just by, you know, people from, you know, of Russian descent or people of, of you know, from Western Europe. This is a, this is something that, uh, you know, I think anybody can enjoy this ballet. It's a beautiful ballet. Mm. Uh, and so I'm, I'm very grateful that there are companies out there who are going, you know, how can we make sure that we make this something that that everyone can enjoy how can we make sure that we create costumes and create choreography and uh and just you know find different ways to celebrate you know to celebrate the you know the diversity that is in the original nutcracker mm -hmm. without 
making it seem like a like a stereotype or you know or kind of a, a joke <laughs> well uh let's go ahead and uh, enjoy some of that right now uh coming from uh highlights of tchaikovsky's the nutcracker
Christmas for me, unless I hear music from this beautiful ballet. You are listening to Third Country Radio here on BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever, and you just heard some selections from Tchaikovsky's The Nutcracker. We started that off with uh, Divertissement, which is a section that includes songs that are representative of many different parts of the globe. So you heard music that is representative of Spain, of Arabia, Mm -hmm. of... uh, of uh, China, I'm trying to remember all of them, and I think after China is Russia. I think I got all of those. I might have missed some. If I did, I apologize. Here, uh, I, I got, I got you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the order of the dances. So, um, um, let me see if there's any information here. Uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, so, the the six dances of the Nutcracker. Um, that doesn't tell me anything. So, <laughs> yeah. so very sorry. You you can just you can just yell at us both. Yeah. Well, after the divertissement, you heard "Waltz of the Flowers," which is a really, really beautiful piece of music. Uh, as as everything is in the Nutcracker, it's just mm-hmm. a, a wonderful ballet. If you get a chance to see it, please do. Even if you are not somebody who is really into dance or really into ballet, it's it's a very easy gateway, I guess you can say. Um, it's. It is not a complicated story. Uh, the the sets and the costuming are, you know, it's pretty easy to follow. And it's just, it's really delightful. And, and quite often uh, various dance companies will bring in because there, there's a lot of children uh, in, in the show. So it's not rare for, uh, you know, professional dance companies to bring in children who are learning ballet uh, to mm-hmm. be part of the production that's always kind of very cute to watch yeah, yeah. It, it, and it, it's uh, it, it's also a, a testament to the popularity of the Nutcracker that so many uh, like so many pieces from it have just kind of been absorbed into into popular culture like uh, you know, like like the dance of the sugar plum fairies, you know, or, yeah. or even the waltz of the waltz of the flowers, like, you know, just just these the, these pieces from this longer story, this this broader narrative, uh, that have just kind of become, um, you know, just classical bits 
Well, and, and featured, you know, featured in, in cartoons, featured in movies, featured in Fantasia. Yeah. Uh, the the Divertissement dances, um, quite a few of them are, are featured in a wonderful segment that uh, is kind of, you know, evocative of, of nature. You have a, a goldfish, I think. You have... You have mushrooms. I'm trying to remember everything. You have, um, you do have little frost fairies flying around, but you also have, you know, the waltz of the flowers. You have flowers, and it's, yeah. and it was always my favorite. Um, the, the dinosaur section always kind of freaked me out a little bit with rites of spring. Oh yeah. Uh, but you know, I knew if I just held on long enough, I'd get to the Nutcracker music. So. Oh. <laughs> just imagining you now watching like Fantasia and just being like, it's okay, I can do this. Yeah. And it's like no. Yeah, you uh, you have to get to uh, you have to get through the dinosaurs. Uh, to get to the Nutcracker, then you have to be, you know, scared of uh, Bald Mountain because that's a freaky sequence. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I forget what the song is uh, after Bald Mountain, um, but it's the, you, you see that, you know, the processionals, the saints at the very end there. Mm. Um, and how can I forget, too? See, now you've got me remembering it. Uh, the, what is it called? Um, I forget what the, uh, like, Gardens of Venice or Palace of Venice or something like that. But the, yeah. the crocodiles and hippos. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I remember that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just a, a, a remarkable uh, amount of great classical music that kind of just got like absorbed like via osmosis into our memories thanks to uh, the works of of Disney and Looney Tunes. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, we hope that you are also uh, remembering uh, some some fond moments uh, associated with the Nutcracker right now. And we hope that you are enjoying uh, the rest of, of the music you've heard so far. We still have uh, plenty more to come and uh, we are uh, very excited to play a few pieces that um, maybe kind of like lesser lesser known but uh are are a lot of fun you know utilizing organ and 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 brass and trumpet to kind of like uh, there's there's just something about um that combination that uh has this weird mix of like you know you you have you kind of the the trumpet kind of always has like a military feel to it but but i think like the 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 organ always kind of like calms it down a bit yeah. and and uh so you get like the pump but the punch and the oomph and and the energy that kind of the the excitement that comes around this time of year uh you know regardless of your age really i was gonna say you know when you have kids around especially but i, I think even you know even a grown-up you know you, you're you're free to have you're free to be excited yeah exactly it's it's the time of year though if you know what other time of year are you going to be excited and, and festive and you know yeah. full of delight that's it and we know that this is a this is a time of year which can be difficult for a lot of people um and that is you know that is not to disregard that sometimes the christmas season is um is is quite painful for for some people uh but I also think that uh, it is good to embrace the sense of change that can that 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 kind of is infused throughout this period. You know, even even long long before uh, we celebrated sort of Christmas and and the likes. You know, people 
often looked at this time of year, the darkest time of the year, and took took time to celebrate and remind themselves that no matter how dark it may be, brighter days will come. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it can be a very rough time uh, this time of year, but uh, very quickly I do want to say that if you if you are having a, a rougher time than just the general stress that comes with the holiday, trying to get things done before you know your office closes for the, for the, you know the holiday season or running around buying things, you know if if, if you are if you are really having trouble, um, nine eight eight is available, mm-hmm. um, and I and you know we we recommend uh, we we ask you if you are having that kind of trouble. Uh, to reach out to somebody, nine eight eight, or a trusted friend, you know, a family member, uh, advisor. Um, but uh, you know, so don't be afraid of that. Yeah. But you know, also don't don't be afraid to know that uh, that this time of year is ultimately meant to be one of hope. Mm. Uh, the the theme, whether you are whether you are, are Christian or otherwise, uh, you cannot escape the fact that uh, this time of the year is is the darkest time of the year as the mm-hmm. sun does you know go on its its southern trek but the sun will come back yeah uh, it, it it always does and uh if, if nothing else you can you can take uh you know you can enjoy that metaphor think about that that yeah. you know it might be dark right now but the sun will return yeah. you just have to wait you know bff.fm we are community radio and uh, wherever you are as you listen to this right now, uh, you're a part of that community. And a community looks out for the members of, of, of that group. If you're, if you're part of a community, then you look out for each other. And, you know, wherever you are, we are, we are looking out for you. Yes, exactly. Uh, we want to keep the party going. Uh, and uh, and what better way to to rock like it's some period of time several centuries ago? I don't know exactly when this <laughs> when this piece was composed. Then uh, then, but uh, let's let's keep it going right now uh, with uh, with a wonderful piece uh, performed by Ludwig Guttler and Friedrich uh, Kurtzheis. I really hope that I did not destroy uh, his uh, his last name there. Um, but uh, we uh, we hope you enjoy this next piece. It is called Sleepers Wake. The voice is calling. <laughs>
Hey, what's really going on? This is Boots Riley. You are listening to BFF.FM. And this is just in case you thought you were listening to some other station, but somehow typed in these letters. We want to let you know that you've made a mistake, but probably a good one. All right. So keep it locked right here.
really beautiful piece right there. Uh, you're listening to Turd Country Radio on BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. And you just heard the Concerto Noel Allemande. Uh, that was uh, from uh, the the composer was uh, Coretti and uh, recorded by uh, Ludwig Gutler, Kurt Sandow and Friedrich Kurtzheis. Um, before that, you heard In Dulce Jubilo. 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 Thank you. Uh, by Bach. And uh, we kick things off there uh, with um, with Krebs and a, a piece uh, titled Sleepers Wake, The Voice is Calling, which I think is one of the best titles uh, I've, I've, I've heard all week or certainly all show uh, for, for a piece of classical music. I was going to say that works for classical music, but you could also imagine it working for like the, the title track of some amazing power metal album, you know? Well, if, if, we've, if we've learned anything, it's that power metal bands love orchestras. Yes. So I think what we need to hear are power metal renditions of some of the music we've heard here <laughs> some of the music we played here uh this week that'd be amazing that would be uh, that would be remarkable if you're if you are a member of a power metal band or if you know a power metal band uh please uh, give them this idea and yes. and then just let just go wild yes <laughs> Did you ever watch the uh, the thing that I sent you, the Lord of the Rings, where they had a metal band uh, playing along with the like the, the ring wraith music? I I don't know if I did. We're gonna. I I don't know if I did. But if I if I have not, then I need to watch it. If I have, then it's time to watch it again. Yeah, it just goes to show that uh, orchestra and and metal. It's it's yeah. it 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 doesn't sound like it should work, but it really really does. Well, when you think about it, it, it kind of makes sense because uh, you know, when you are composing or conducting for an orchestra, you have to know when to bring energy, when to go for oomph, when to scale back and kind of like draw the listener in, and then you know build up to that tension, and then like you know just just explode for the crescendo you know yeah and and the same thing is true if you're in a metal band if you're in a metal band you have to know when to like drive hard with the rhythm and then when to like when to scale back a little bit you know when to when to when to hit that kind of like sweet ballad you know yeah. and then when to drive it home for <laughs> for for that like that 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 um you know encore yeah exactly um it's you know uh speaking of 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 metal and and uh and classical and everything's in in between um will you be going to see trans-siberian orchestra when they inevitably inevitably perform here in ohio for 12 straight days no because tickets will sell out in 10 straight minutes i think the last time trans-siberian orchestra came to cleveland no lie tickets completely sold out they're doing like two or three shows they had to they had to do another show because tickets completely sold out in 30 minutes for the shows that they were doing so they had to do another one <laughs> that's amazing like i don't know an awful lot of trans-siberian orchestra but i but i i i guess they're they're just one of those bands are like kiss they where they just yeah. have they have a devoted following a very devoted following don't get between them and their trans-siberian orchestra yeah <laughs> Um, 
what's coming up next is not Trans Siberian Orchestra. Uh, we are we are not playing them. Uh, you'll be you'll be glad to know. Uh, but uh, we do want to sneak in a little more Bach uh, before the end of the show. And so we have uh, a couple of pieces coming up next that um, are just 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 very sweet just just they kind of capture um even if they're not specifically composed for the christmas season there's something about them that, that just kind of like uh in inhabits that that sense of of christmas or at least of of winter of deep winter you yeah. know when you need that energy yeah it's, it's very evocative uh and it's also very, like you said, it, it, it brings a lot of energy. Um, it, it's something to cheer you up in the middle of deep, dark wintertime. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, coming up here, uh, Bach, uh, from uh, the, uh, the Christmas Oratorio. Schlafen. 
truck, motorcycle, or other vehicle to BFF.FM? Your donation will directly support, mentor, and provide opportunities for our Bay Area radio DJs. Just call 855-500-RIDE to donate that old vehicle. We accept most cars, trucks, trailers, boats, RVs, motorcycles, off-road vehicles, heavy equipment, and other motorized vehicles. As long as they're in one piece, have an engine, or even towable, we'll take it off your hands. It's easy, convenient, and you'll be directly helping the San Francisco Bay Area music community. Just call 855-500-RIDE to donate today. That's 855-500-7433.
Some wonderful music there by Bach. You are listening to Third Country Radio here on BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. We are bringing you some classic Christmas music and classical Christmas music this <laughs> the, uh, during this show here. So you heard, uh, you just heard, Orchestral Suite, suite Number no. 3 in D, Air, uh, kind of interesting. I was listening to that and I go, isn't this music that they play for weddings? But I guess it is music that they play for weddings, but also for Christmas because mm-hmm. it was on the album Bach Christmas Music, which <laughs> is part of a collection that I got many years ago mm. uh, when I was much younger. But it has some really wonderful music on it. Mm. Uh, before that, you heard more music from Bach. You heard a selection from his Christmas Oratorio that was performed by Siegfried Lawrence and Max Palmer. Uh, that comes from, again, uh, Bach Christmas music. So it's been a wonderful, you know, wonderful show, mm. delightful show, where we've listened to some old favorites and some some songs that I, oddly enough, have not heard before, because when I received that little box set, I was all excited about uh, the selections from the Nutcracker. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I don't know, what, what's all the rest of this? And I never really <laughs> listened to it. But... Ah, I don't need these other ones. Throw them away. Yeah. <laughs> But fortunately, you know, I, I held on to them, and and I, we've been able to bring you this wonderful music today. So, uh, hopefully, you have enjoyed hearing, you know, music from from various eras and various composers, and you know, hopefully, you're having a happy holiday, and this music helps to enhance it. If you are going through kind of a rough period, as as can you know, as can be the case, I do hope that this music brought some comfort and some joy to you uh, during this uh, festive time of year. Yeah, we hope that we've been able to provide you with some uh, fond company uh, over uh, the last couple of hours. And uh, we hope that uh, you'll join us again when uh, we return with yet more great music, uh, old favorites, new discoveries, and everything in between. Uh, it's It's been a... It's been a wonderful uh, period, a wonderful, wonderful year. Uh, We are tearing ahead and we're really looking forward to what music we will be discovering and bringing to you for your auditory pleasure in 2024. Absolutely. We have one more show uh, this year and that's going to be it for 2023 and onward into 2024. And who knows what that year will bring, but I hope very much that it brings every bit of joy and happiness and health and hope that you could possibly wish for. Hmm. Uh, We're going to leave you with one last piece from uh, the Wexford Carols, uh, performed again uh, by the uh, incredibly talented Katrina O'Leary and uh, featuring as well uh, Rhiannon Giddens. Um, It's, uh, and I thought... You know, when we were putting the show together, there really wasn't a a better song to choose than this one uh, titled Christmas Day is Come. Uh, So uh, we hope until we uh, see you again that you have a wonderful holiday season and uh, you have a wonderful rest of your day and a wonderful rest of your week. Yes, absolutely. Whether you celebrate Christmas or not, I hope that you have a wonderful week and a wonderful festive time. (laughs) And uh, as we always say here, departing uh, for another seven days. Make art, love life. Thanks for listening. Christmas Day is come. 
Are awake, and you, O oh glorious star, 